Welcome to the Financial Flossing Podcast with Ross Brannan, guiding dental professionals to a brighter future. Ross Brannan is a financial advisor who knows it's not just about your teeth. He helps dental practice owners protect and maximize today's cash flow to plan for tomorrow's cash needs. Find him at rossbrannan.com. On the show, he brings together experts to help dental professionals looking to make smart money decisions to grow their income, turn their retirement goals into reality, and improve their lives. And now, here's your host, Ross Brannan. Welcome to the show. Today, we have Michael Anderson and Laura Maley, founders and owners of Wondrous. Wondrous is a full-service marketing agency that only works with dentists who own their own practice. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. We're excited to be here. So tell us in detail what Wondrous does. Yeah, well, you, you teed us up pretty well. We are a full-service marketing agency for dentists and dental specialists. We've been around for 10 years, just celebrated 10 years in the fall. And um, we do everything soup to nuts to help to help doctors generate new patients for their practice. So what does that include? That includes branding, that includes websites, that includes uh, search engine optimization, pay-per-click, social media ads and social media posting, funnels, uh, even direct mail, you name it, we do it. Uh, and our objective is to... Uh, to look at data and, and make decisions off of our data so that we can serve you best and, and be effective and efficient in our strategy and with your money. So it's not really turnkey because a dentist in New York City is going to be a lot different than a dentist in Lubbock, Texas. So it's customized for each dentist in their geographic area and what they're trying to do, correct? Yes. I mean, I think for us, you know, th there's a lot of different marketing models and there's kind of that really affordable spend $200 a month uh, and you kind of get put in a box, right? They, you might uh, hang a shingle digitally online and that's it. Lots of stock content. And I think what we found is that for the dentists that come to us, they usually have a, a, a little bit of a higher goal threshold, what they're trying to accomplish. They're usually you know, really trying to grow their practice in a meaningful way, whether that's through procedures, whether that's because they're a scratch practice in a, in a new market. And to do that, you need to have a really tailored approach to, to marketing. And so different channels work in different uh, markets, right? Google ads may work great in one market, not in another. Um, and then what the message is, and, and, and I think that's really what we spend most of our time on. Uh, I think the big thing I would say Marketing is not an easy button. You can't just say, I'm going to go to social media and social media is going to drive new patients. It's what you have to say in those channels that matters the most. And so that's where we spend most of our time and it's very tailored for each of our clients. So I have seen a lot of different marketing people out there. And I will just say that, I would say this nicely. There's a lot of people who are, will readily take your money and probably not deliver. How do you guys differentiate yourselves in the eyes of the dentist? Because obviously I've had numerous conversations with you guys. You guys do a really, really good job. There's other people out there who will charge you 10 grand a month to do a bunch of direct mail. And I don't know that that's going to be the most efficient thing to do. So talk about the bad apples in the mar dental marketing world versus what's what a real company like Wondrous actually does to help people. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Mike and I started from humble beginnings. We were, we, we heard a little bit about this, but we're, we were $100 bill at a kitchen 
kitchen table. Uh, and so the only thing we had at that time was our hustle and our reputation. And so it, it really is something that we connect deeply to. And I think, you know, with that said, we now have a team of 55 people here in San Diego uh, in an office, which we are in today. And our team is is truly the the fuel of of what we do, and it's it's no different than any dental practice owner. I think we we do the things that are so completely obvious, but yet seem to be such a challenge for people. We pick up the phone, we block and tackle daily, we try to solve the problems that come up in a in an honest and ethical way, and those are the things that we hang our hat on at the end of the day. Is we make ourselves available, and we want to be sure that we're we're being forthcoming with what we're doing and how we're doing it by showing data, by showing analytics, by having having honest and open conversations and understanding what our practices goals are so that we can help walk back into what a what an efficient plan is going to be for them. Yeah. It, you know, I'd add to that and say that, you know, I think when we first started doing this, I used to talk to people about uh, marketing strategy. If someone said, hey, well, what do you do? Why are you different? I try to impress them by, you know, we, we know more about SEO or we're better at design. And, and what I've found, and this is true for every business, dentistry has the same problem. Marketing has this problem. Everybody does. It's the simple stuff that makes a good business. And so for us, it's processes. Like we, we've been around for 10 years and, and we've made a lot of mistakes, honestly. Like we've, we've, we've done it the wrong way plenty of times and, and we've survived long enough that we've said, hey, let's solve that problem. You know, there, there's a break in the dam and water's coming in. Why don't we go build a wall so it stops doing that? And, and I think systematically over time, it's been, how do we hire better? How do we retain our team better? Because when someone leaves, there's turnover and, and there's chaos. How do we create more consistency so we build a product the same way every single time through a, a recipe or a system that's really well-defined? And that's the stuff that's really made all the difference for us at the end of the day. It's the boring stuff. It's the stuff that you typically jump past. And so if I were to look at us versus other marketing agencies, unfortunately, First of all, there's a lot of good ones. We have a lot of friends in the marketing space. There's there's definitely some other great agencies, but there are a, a fair number that that it's one or two people. They're trying to make it and they're making those mistakes. And so I think my advice to Dennis is ask questions about the business. How many people on your team? How big is your sales team? How big is your client success team? How long have you been around? And and oftentimes if somebody promises you something that sounds too good to be true, it is, right? You know, it's, if you just go down to the basics of you need to pay someone with a brain in their head to do a job, well, how much do you think it might cost for someone to do that? How much time do you think it, they might spend? If someone says, oh, I can do all your marketing for $200 a month, that doesn't make sense, right? That there's nobody who's going to be able to do that job and get paid that little and actually spend a lot of time on your marketing. That's really good. What do you see the biggest mistake that dentists make uh, in, the, in the world of marketing? Yeah, great question. Uh, I think if there's one takeaway that people have from today, it's, it's this. I want to go back to what we talked about right at the beginning. I talk to dentists every day and I hear lots of people focus on channels. Uh, hey, Mike, do Google ads work or Facebook ads don't work for me? Direct mail doesn't work for me. These are channels that we're talking about. If you want to take your marketing to the next level, you need to focus on what it is that you have to say. And I would say nine times out of 10, when we ask our dentist, we say, hey, what makes you different? It's a hard question to answer. And we, we start to hear things like, well, we treat everyone like they're our family. Uh, or, or someone gets really excited and starts talking about the Sarek mill in their office, right? And the reality is, if you're saying something that the dentist down the street can also say, it's probably not going to help you differentiate. And so 
when dentists are left up to their own devices and you say, hey, what do you want to say? You're going to get on this platform, Google ads or social media. They jump up and down and they say, hey, I'm a dentist over here. Pick me. And there's a bunch of other dentists doing the same thing. And so what we recommend is that if, if there's one thing you do to elevate your marketing, it's to ditch stock content. Go if, For people listening, go on your website right now. Go on your social media. Are there stock photos there? If there are, go look at the practices around you. And, and I'm willing to bet that you're in a battle of who has the best stock photo. If you want to take a quantum leap forward, get some photo and video of your practice and your team. It could be with your iPhone. I don't care, but replacing stock images is going to be a way for you to differentiate and stand out in your market. And it's going to have a profound impact on your marketing long-term. And I think one of the funny things about that too, is like docs spend so much money on these beautiful state-of-the-art offices, this beautiful state-of-the-art equipment, these extremely talented teams who have been through so much training and, and CE. And then they don't display it. They don't show it off. And so what you see online doesn't commensurate with the experience that they're having in the office. And it's like, man, if you just took what was happening in the office and put it on your digital brick and mortar on your website, you would see an increase in conversion right away because the experience in your office is fantastic. Do you see a lot of, you know, like you said, they'll spend amazing amount, large amounts of money on equipment, on teams, on facilities, do you see them all of a sudden spend all this money and it comes to marketing and then, just, and then dentists get cheap? I think a lot of times marketing is something that people under budget for. You know, you, you, you like to think everything happens faster and easier th- than it does. In fact, I've had a lot of conversations with dentists over the years that have said, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm nervous that when I do marketing, the, the floodgates will open and it'll be too much, right? So people will hold back for the wrong reasons. And, and the reality is as a marketing agency, and you might say, hey, don't step in it here, guys. But like the, marketing is hard and, and there's, there's no easy buttons and it takes time. So when, when you see other agencies say, hey, you know, guaranteed next 30 days, we're going to deliver XYZ crazy results. You know, we've done this for 10 years. I think we're pretty good at what we do. And I have yet to find an easy button when it comes to marketing. And it's something people consistently under budget for. But I want to add one more thing. It's not just the state-of-the-art beautiful practices that need to take photos. It's the practices that's been around for 20 years. They still got some paper files in the background. You guys got to get rid of those. It's okay. Like, what so you you're not often- suggesting they take pictures of the paper files and post those. On- yeah. No, hey, listen, Gabe, you know, make, make sure all the patient information is squarely hidden away here. We want to be compliant, but, uh, but you know, the point is it's the people, right? How do we make decisions about restaurants that we go to? I want to envision the food, the experience, the people that are working there. Um, it's the same with all businesses. And so if, if you hide behind something that is a false veneer, it's not going to help serve the business. And so don't, I've also seen a lot of dentists that say, well, in a year I'm going to remodel, or I'm not sure my team is completely locked in yet. Don't wait. You guys need to start somewhere and then change and grow as your business grows. And a lot of people, I assume that they'll spend X amount of dollars on marketing and they expect us, they'll do it on Monday and they expect to see a result by Friday. Like you said earlier, that's not how it works. It takes time, right? It does. It takes time to ramp up and and narrow in on the dials and the and the and the levers to make sure we're doing the things we want to do. Another piece of it is is it has to match with what's happening in the marketplace. So it's like, hey, listen, if you 
if you are a bread and butter doctor, then it's it's easier to generate a new patient, right? It's quicker. It's easier. We know those people are out in the world. If you came to and said, hey, listen, I want to do all on X or I want to do all on four and I want to do implants all day, every day, then that takes more time, right? To dial that in because prospecting for those patients are fewer and further between. And that cost is going to be different. So if you're saying, hey, I want to do all on X in New York City, or if you're saying, hey, I want to do all on X in Kansas City, those are two very different things. And so dialing in, you know, the dollars amounts, and then in addition to that, dialing in the systems and and finding those prospective patients does take a little bit of time. With that said, though, and I want to be very clear about this, getting your results the goals that you set, that takes time, like anything. Hey, I, I want to lose 20 pounds. I'm not going to do it tomorrow. It's going to take some time. But seeing results and measuring them should be something that is every day. And so one of the things that we've done at Wondrous that has been a huge step forward, and, and I'll, I'll tell you, most marketing agencies don't do this. We give every client that works with us a CRM for leads. So think about this. The average dental practice, a person does not exist until they enter the EMR, the practice management tool, right? If someone calls and says, hey, I'm interested, I'm thinking about, they're, they're a note on a, they're, they're a name on a post-it note. Well, what we do is we have a very sophisticated system that whether someone calls, they fill out a form, they chat with you, that person gets entered into our lead CRM. And that means that we're able to definitively tell you how many leads you're getting, how much it costs, and then we're continuing to work on integrations. We're integrating with EMRs like Open Dental, Dentrix, and Eaglesoft so that we can not only show you how many leads we're getting, but we can also, without asking you, see how many have converted and what the collection and production is. And so as much as I would say, listen, there's no silver bullet, it's also critical that your marketing is measured And you can answer the most basic question, which is what am I getting for the marketing dollars that I'm spending? If I'm getting 20 new patients a month and I want to get 40, I want to see that in the actual practice data. If I'm at $800,000 and I want to get to a million, I want to see that in the practice data. And if the marketing agency is not able to attribute, that's the key word, attribute the dollars they're spending to that, that additional success, then there's a problem. I think it reminds me of a book, I believe it was written by a guy named John Doerr called Measure What Matters. Um, he yeah. was a book on Valley VC guy, I think. And so, I mean, you really have to quantify everything because you got to calculate the ROI on whatever you spend. So, you, you know, what advice would you give, you know, if, if someone, well let, well, let me step back and ask this. All right, most of your clients, you have a lot of clients, but you guys do scratch practices, you do... Uh, generals, you do orthos, you do perios, you do every, basically everyone in between. And obviously each of them is probably going to have a different kind of playbook, but if let's just assume someone is already a dentist, you know, whatever type of practice it is. And they're like, Oh my gosh, what? I haven't done any marketing, you know, things were good. Now things are starting to slow down. What do I do? What, what does someone like that do? Besides higher wages, that's the obvious answer. I think the first thing is take a step back, right? Take a step back, see, get a lay of the land for your marketing. And that doesn't start or stop with an agency, by the way. That also includes who's answering your front desk. How are your hygienists working with your patients? How are you asking for reviews? Saw you had Len on a couple of weeks ago. So like all of those things really, really matter as part of a marketing strategy. And so taking a step back to understand 
what does the whole view look like? And then how do I start to pick stuff off? But truly, in essence, it's it's very simplistic. It's tell your story. And then how are you going to tell your story? So how do you reach your audience? And that includes your front desk, that includes your hygiene team, that includes your marketing channels. And then how are you going to follow up? And if the answer is that you don't have enough information to make any conclusions as to whether or not something's working, then you probably need to take a step back and say, hey, listen, I I need to start from scratch or I need to realign my expectations. And then just understanding your goals. If it's like, hey, listen, I feel like we're losing more patients out the back door than we're gaining in the front door, or, Hey, I just got Invisalign certified. And I'd like to see more of that casework. That would be great. Or, Hey, I think I'm going to go sell in a couple of years. So I want to make sure I have a good, a good baseline for what, what numbers I'm pulling in and why those things are all different prescriptions. And so to figure out what you need for your life, your lifestyle, and then go take that methodology, that, that story, those channels that follow up and apply it to the practice. That's really what I would say is, is probably a best next step. So if I was a dentist today, there's, you know, I, I want to keep it super simple, like three things that you can do right now that are going to have a big impact on your practice. The first one look at your marketing and assess whether or not you have content that is going to help you stand out. If you have stock images, schedule a photo shoot or pull out an uh, iPhone and, and take some photos and update that. Step two, look at your Google My Business, right? This is kind of our front door on Google. And one, look and see if you need to update photos there. Think that people are browsing through businesses there. They're never going to go to the website sometimes, right? They're like, I just want to see what's going on. If the photos aren't updated, that's hurting you but reviews are the thing you want to understand. Are you competitive in your market or are you, you know, or are you way below? And if you are set a plan to get reviews. And then the third thing is when it comes to getting value from new patients, I think a lot of times docs think about that first visit, how much do I get from that? And then done. The real value of dental patients is in the long-term relationship. And it's, it's going to be in reactivation reappointment and case acceptance. And I think this is where most doctors spend too little time with their team. Their front desk is their sales team. I know sales is a dirty word in dentistry, but hey, that's you need someone that's able to get people in the door and answer their answer hard questions with without a no, with a hey, let's get you in so doc can really assess, right? Let's 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 let them do the work. And then finally, it's, it's having the ability to have a, a system. And this is what we have with our CRM tool that we're talking about, where you can continue to reach out to people and nudge them that have not made a decision on proposed casework or have not made a decision to come into the practice. If you do those three things, there's no world in which you will not see a significant increase in your bottom line uh, from, from one year to the next year. It's so funny how you said sales is a dirty word in dentistry. What they just spell it differently. It's called case acceptance. Yeah, exactly. It, and it's important. Everybody in the world is in sales, whether you believe it or not. Um, yep. So, so you obviously social media is big in today's world. How many times do you have someone say, gosh, you know, I need to get on Instagram or I need to be on TikTok. How do I do that? Thinking like just having a TikTok or Instagram account for their practice is the solution to their problems. How, how often do you guys hear stuff like that? A lot. (laughs) Would you say that that is probably a misinformed or a perspective that's a little bit off in this regard? 
I wouldn't say misinformed, but I think what I would say is they're misinformed about themselves and their own capabilities. So like we have a pretty active social media at Wondrous Agency, but we're not hanging our hat on new patient generation or new client generation, lead generation for Wondrous on our activity on social media. We do other stuff. And so I think you have the the celebrity TikTok dentists and the celebrity Instagram dentists and the people who are doing stuff and they do a beautiful job at it. But that's also a passion for them. It's something that they take a ton of time to do. And I don't think that the average dentist has an interest or a desire to do that. If you do, please, by all means, go for it. I love it. And and those are fun docs to work with. And we have a very big handful of them. Um, but I would say they are fewer and far between than, than I think people would like to think. And well, I think I also, with the thing that we're trying to always... I also... I don't think prospective patients are looking at celebrity dentists on TikTok. It's probably other dentists looking at celebrity dentists on TikTok. Well, you can also, I mean, listen, everybody, everybody seems to understand this generally, but when it is applied to their world, they forget. A lot of what we see on social media is fake, right? You, you can buy followers, you can buy engagement. And, and so sometimes that can be used financially to the benefit of a business. I'm not saying that's a bad strategy, but you know, the thing I would come back to is, there's two things. Well, what is social media really? It's a way to capture content creation. Be a good content creator. That's a great way to grow your business. Not everybody can do that. But for those people that that are interested, focus on the content creation piece and good things will happen. But here's the other, other side of it. And this goes back to your question about, you know, hey, if I just get on Instagram, will, will, will my business grow? If you just get on Instagram and nobody follows you, you can create all the content in the world and it doesn't matter. So for me, social media starts with building your audience. And then as you build your audience, it's a way to re-engage with them and remind them, hey, I'm over here. Come back. Share this with one of your friends. So social media is incredibly powerful. I look at it as 25 years ago, you'd go on a bus. Everyone have the newspaper open, right? That's where the eyeballs were. How do I get in front of them? Put an ad in the newspaper. Well, I don't see a lot of newspapers on buses anymore. And, and now people have their phones up. That's where people's eyeballs are. So it is important to get in front of them. But if you don't have an audience or you're not going to pay to get in front of people, then you're, you're going to be shouting into the void. And so I think that's where marketing agencies like us come along. And we're either able to help build audiences and make sure that there's consistent content or we're able to do paid marketing to literally get in front of those people on the bus with their phone up and say, hey, this is relevant because you're in the right location and you're the right demographic. And social media is just one tool in the toolbox, but people, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. It's yep. the only tool. Yeah. So for me, you know, Google search is still the predominant way that we see digital leads come in either through organic search. So someone just goes on Google, they search for dentists near me, they skip the ads and they go look at the map section or they look at all the search results. And our job as an agency is to, play the game with Google and say, what do we do technically to get your practice on that first page? And then we also will literally pay Google and say, for these specific terms, dental implant, all on X, we're going to just jump the line and put an ad right at the top of Google. And, and you only pay if someone clicks on it. And if someone clicks on it, you know, they're interested in, in that term because they typed it in. And that, that's a really great way to get patients as well. So talk about what the process looks like in if so if, if I'm a dentist and I hire wonders, what does that process look like? 
Yeah. So, so what we do is we make sure that we start out by really understanding the practice and the goals and every practice is different. And so we have an onboarding process. There's a questionnaire that we send out uh, before a, a kickoff call with our team and you're going to get a dedicated project manager for the projects that you do. And that person's completely trained and specialized in moving websites forward, branding, photo, video. And then when those projects are done, you get a dedicated client success manager. And this, this is someone who's really an expert when it comes to ongoing marketing strategy. And they stay with you for the duration of, of your marketing campaign so that you're not getting pinged around. You're, you've got someone who, who really understands the, the core motivation of of your practice and what those goals are. And so, so yeah, I think for us at Wondrous, one of the things we've been known for and one of the things that's differentiated us is service. We're, we're a people first company. And so we want to make sure that when we work with any dentist, they get to know our team and and vice versa so that, that the experience is really hands-on. So as we wind down here, so what are some questions that Dennis should be asking that I didn't ask, you know, it's some things that you're like, Hey, they, they should know this. I think you kind of touched on a couple of the big ones. I mean, when they're choosing an agency, you mean, or when they're. Or just anything, just about, about, anything about marketing. Like it's like, whether it's anything about marketing, choosing an agency, whatever. It's like, you know, what's something that, you know, maybe I didn't ask them and that is a really important question that they should know. So I think one big thing is always ownership, right? What do I own here? So if you're working with a marketing agency or you're evaluating one, uh, do I own the website or does the marketing agency own the website? The other thing, and this is where I think it often can be very hard to compare agencies, is what, what content is unique to me and what is a template that's shared between many clients? And, and you're going to pay more for unique and you're going to pay less for templated and depending on your needs as a mark, as a, as a dentist, both could be good, right? If you're like, I'm in a pretty non-competitive market, there's really nobody else around me. Maybe something more templated works just fine. But if you're in a hyper competitive market, you're going to say, I need every advantage I can get. I, I can't share content with other people. I like the question of asking about agencies. If you want to pontificate on that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, j- just getting into different types of agencies, and and I'll just kind of break them maybe into three quick groups, understanding what type of agency someone is. And there's going to be agencies that are, it's going to be a low fee. Everything's going to be highly templated. So there's not a lot of customization. And typically those agencies are going to outsource a lot of the work overseas. So you're not going to have quite the same connection between here's who I am and what I need and and the people working on the campaign. And they they often have very robust sales teams. But if you ask how how their fulfillment team looks, they're going to they it's probably a smaller number comparatively speaking. On the middle, there's going to be agencies that are, you know, they're a little bit more hands on but they're smaller. And so there's a little more chaos. There's lots of marketing. You just have lots of turnover. It can be a hard job. And so people come in, they work for six months and they leave. And, and that's where you can maybe get promised the world. And then all of a sudden things don't get delivered. And you say, well, why is that? It's because it's a, it's a marketing agency that's smaller. And then I think on the, the farther end, you're going to have marketing agencies with more, a little more maturity. They're a little bit bigger. They've had time to build processes um, and they're still trying to, instead of being on that other end where everything's templated, these agencies are going to be a little more bespoke and uh, they're going to be more expensive. And so, you know, we're kind of on that, that middle high, that middle high end, you know, we, we've invested heavily in a team here. We believe in customer service. You pay for that, right? It's, it's, there's a team in San Diego, California. These people aren't cheap, but the results you get 
justify the, the the net result. And so that's that's been a big part of how we've built Michael, our business. Michael told we do this is dorky, but I'm going to tell it anyway. We do um, a quarterly camp here at Wonderist, and they're usually themed. We we like a good theme over here, and uh, and so we had one last week. And Michael told the story of uh, somebody ran into Picasso sitting. I'm not going to do this justice, but I'm going to try. Uh, ran into Picasso sitting at a bar and slid a bar napkin across the table and said, "Could you draw me something?" And Picasso spent ten seconds drawing something then up, handed it back to the guy and said, that'll be a thousand dollars. And the guy was like, we well, didn't spend any time on it. And Picasso said, well, it's, it's my life's work I spent. So yeah, it's worth the expertise. And I think that really goes to dental practices. I actually used that anecdote last week when I was speaking somewhere and it goes to the dental office, right? It's like, you're paying for my expertise when, when the client calls or the patient calls and like, Oh, that's really expensive. It's like, well, <laughs> I have an advanced degree. I take a ton of CE. My team is extremely well-staffed. I have amazing technology. So whether or not it takes 30 minutes or four hours, you're paying for my expertise. And I think that same thing applies to what we do, right? You're paying for our expertise. We have 10 years worth of, of, you know, touching the stove, making refinements, finding, uh, finding great insights and building campaigns and helping our doctors. And so a lot of times when you're, when you're like, oh man, like getting more Invisalign cases isn't cheap. Well, no, it's not cheap because we have to go find those patients. We have that experience. And those are, those are high profile cases, just the same way they are in your, in your office. Yeah, so for I me, mean, for us, just so people know, typically our websites start around five thousand five hundred dollars and go up from there. And uh, ongoing services, people typically spend you know at least a thousand dollars a month in management fees, and then there's additional investment in, in ad spend. But depending on the needs that uh, that practices have, um, you know, we can go up or down. So th- those are kind of just general averages for for people to understand. So, how does someone get in touch with you if they want to talk with you more, or even begin working with you right away? Yeah. So you can visit us at wonderistagency.com. And before you scroll, there's a button that says schedule with us and you can schedule some time with Forrest Garrett or Joe. You can also find us on Instagram at Wonderist Agency and, and shoot our team a message and, and we'll shoot you back a link and get on the schedule. That's great, guys. This has been really helpful because I just think there's a lot of bad marketing out there. And uh, I know you guys are legit. And so I really appreciate appreciate you guys coming on today. Same, same. Thanks Go for having us. <laughs> Yes, for those of you listening and you made a poor choice in your college decision, Laura and I went to the same university, Florida State. We were not there at the same time. I'm, I'm a little bit older. Michael is jealous because he went to Wisconsin. And, you know, it's just it's it's a really tough situation all the way around. I, I, I've been fighting and clawing my way back ever since. But, you know, it's it's, it's, it's really it's a redemption story, right? If I can do it, anyone can. <laughs> Well, thanks so much, guys, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. You've been listening to the Financial Flossing Podcast with Ross Brand. This has been another episode of Financial Flossing with Ross Brannan, guiding dental professionals to a brighter future. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. For more on Ross Brannan, visit rossbrannan.com. Ross Brandon is a registered representative of Coastal Equities, Inc., and investment advisory representative of Coastal Investment Advisors, Inc. Investment advisory services are offered through Coastal Investment Advisors, Inc., and securities are offered through Coastal Equities, Inc. Member FINRA, SIPC, 1201 North Orange Street, Suite 729, Wilmington, Delaware, 19801. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.